This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome to the Alcoholics Anonymous radio show here on Plains FM 96.9. My name is Mark and I'm an alcoholic. The purpose of this show is to increase public awareness of Alcoholics Anonymous as an effective means of recovery from the disease of alcoholism. Our show has two parts. First we'll talk a bit about alcoholism, what it is and what AA can do to help. Then we'll interview a recovering alcoholic who is an active member of AA. I'm now going to ask our guests to read the AA Preamble, which is read at the start of every AA meeting. AA Preamble. Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength and hope with each other. They may solve their common problems and help others to recover from alcoholism. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. There are no dues or fees for AA membership. We are self-supporting through our own contribution. AA is not allied with any sect, denomination, politics, organisation or institution, does not wish to engage in any controversy, neither endorses nor opposes any causes. Our primary purpose is to stay sober and help other alcoholics to achieve sobriety. So what is alcoholism? Alcoholism is a disease, not a disgrace. There is no shame in having an illness or a disease. An unusual feature of the disease is, is that it will do whatever it can to convince you that you do not have it. However, once it has a hold of you, the progression of symptoms is like the classic disease model and the victim is as helpless as a sufferer of cancer. If you're an alcoholic, you're at the beginning of a long road that usually ends in one of three places, prisons, institutions or death. If you think this sounds dramatic, we can assure you that a collective experience has shown this to be true. The challenge is to convince the alcoholic to admit that they need help and become willing to seek it. Denial is a major symptom of alcoholism. The alcoholic is often the last one to recognise it and admit that they have it. Our definition of alcoholism is that it is an allergy of the body coupled with the obsession of the mind. The allergy is the physical aspect of the disease. After having the first drink, the phenomenon of craving develops and we lose control over where we will stop drinking. The old saying is, one is too many and a thousand never enough. And yet, because the obsession of the mind, the mental aspect of the disease, the alcoholic is compelled to keep picking up that first drink. This makes us powerless. We often hear from sober alcoholics that many doubted whether life could be fun without alcohol. Fortunately, those same people report that their lives have improved dramatically since they became sober. The 12-step program of recovery which is discussed at meetings and which is outlined in the Alcoholics Anonymous Big Book is how we get sober and maintain our sobriety one day at a time. This program has a proven track record of helping otherwise helpless alcoholics to achieve long-term sobriety and recovery. It has taught us how to enjoy life sober. Okay, for anyone who has just joined us, you're listening to the Alcoholics Anonymous radio show here on Plains FM 96.9. We're just about to interview an AA member who's going to share their experience with alcoholism. So let's meet our guest. Would you like to introduce yourself, um, give a sketch of who you are, 
age and how long you've been sober occupation? Okay, um, my name's Ricky and I'm an alcoholic. I am uh, 51 years old and I've uh, abstained from alcohol, pills, pop, anything that affects my head up for uh, two and a half years since uh, 31st to the 12th, 2020. And uh, my current, I'm a, a farmhand at a um, produce farm here in Christchurch and I've been doing that uh, for my sobriety, so yeah. And would you like to tell us about your family and how your childhood was? Okay, so I grew up down south and I'm the oldest of um, four kids. Um, there's, I've got two sisters and a brother and um, my parents, you know, they, um, you know, I grew up in a culture where every weekend there was there was drinking and from a little boy, um, I used to... I used to be in the bedroom and they would go out to the garage in the weekends and I'd hear crates of beer growing up the driveway, clunking together and uh, music and dancing and singing. I just couldn't wait until I was old enough to get out there. And uh, for me, I um, at the age of 12, I had uh, my first drink and from that first drink I ended up sick, vomiting and couldn't wait to get back into more and uh, at uh, the age of 15 I started at the freezing works and it was just that culture, every Thursday at lunchtime we'd go to the pub and it was whoever, the biggest man was whoever could drink, drink the most in that hour and I'd go back there and I'd be drunk and then on a Friday night um, I would uh, drive, um, get a ride to work with these guys and on the way home, they'd sneak me into the pub and uh, we'd be drinking there and i just seen a whole new world. It was exciting. Um, before that, I was always that kid where I got into trouble at school and um, I just, not, you know, nothing. I just didn't feel right. I didn't fit in anywhere and... Um, you know, I lived in a life of terror where I was afraid to, to ask out for help even from, you know, from an early age when there was um, things living under my bed or so I thought and I'd had so much trouble sleeping and whatnot and I'd get up in the morning and I'd forget about all, for, you know, forget about all that stuff again and it happened that night and I'd never ever say anything because I was too afraid and that was pretty much my childhood uh, going through but you give me two beers and all that fear would go and I'd become a different person and uh, that started uh, the solution to to um, my problem with life and, uh, you know, it started going out of control for me. By the time I was 20, I got done for DIC for the first time and uh, found myself um, moving around New Zealand um, dodging responsibilities, picking up jobs um, in the fishing industry and uh, doing a bit of building here and there. But I'd always find uh, I'd, I'd have to leave town because I'd run up a beer tab or um, I'd piss someone off and it was just uh, geographicals and never once did I ever look at the drinking. So, What was your pattern of drinking? Did you drink alone or did you drink in social groups and did you ever try and stop? Um. For me, drinking was excitement. It was it was just the answer. So you know, I would drink alone. I would drink in pubs I, anywhere. I'd be looking um, for social occasions, 
not to socialise with people but to drink. That was the uplift for me. And uh, my personality would change quite a bit once I'd get a couple of drinks into me and I would believe I'd become the life of the party where through this programme of AA, <laughs> perhaps I wasn't. So <laughs> hopefully that answers the question. What made you realise you needed help? Like have you lost jobs, relationships, trouble with the law, um, mental or social or physical health decline? Yeah, for me, I um, every relationship I ever had it ended up. Um, I ended up destroying it. My parents had disowned me. My brother, and my two sisters wouldn't have anything to do with me. Um, they were ashamed of me, and um, you know, I uh, found myself in the courts through domestic violence. And uh, half the time, when I was locked up, I didn't even know what I was locked up for. So. Um, to try and get those people back in my life, I knew that I had to give up the drinking. So I um, decided to um, put the put the bottle down, and um, what I found was my life got worse. Can you describe a rock bottom? Rock bottom for me is when I've got absolutely no self respect, and um, no one around me, and just completely without hope. So how did you find yourself to your first AA meeting and what was that like? Uh, 2003 was my first AA meeting. I had been in Thorpe House detoxing and I went along to um, the Salvation Army uh, bridge program and it was the Mahu meeting on a Sunday morning. I um, was my first AA meeting. And how did you feel at that meeting? What was it like and how did people make you feel? was uh, 2003, so it's quite a wee ball that came mm. uh, Yeah, I just, there was, um, they they dressed tidy, they they were happen- happy, there was a lot of chatter there, and uh, I, I was inquisitive of what the hell was going on, so. And how have you managed to stay sober? Can you, um, can you describe your process of recovery? Okay, so my process of recovery was, uh, as I said, 2003 was um, my first attempt at drinking. I needed some help. Um, I actually managed to stay sober for about four months. Um, I wanted what you guys had, but I wasn't prepared to go to the uh, lengths that you were. And uh, I found myself um, drinking again for about four or five years. 2008, I came back into AA and um, that was the last time I picked up a drink. So that was about 16 years ago. And um, for me, I um, it was half measures. And I, for anyone out there that's doing half measures, it's one, one awesome way to destroy yourself and everyone around you. Um, I would be going to meetings and I'd act happy and then I would be going home and I'd be abusive. I had a little uh, son I was bringing up myself and, uh, you know, he copped a lot of it and I found myself in and out of jobs. I am, you know, I'm one of those guys, I'm a good sprinter. I'd start off great for three months and um, through temp agencies and so forth, um, I'd go on the books working for uh, journey companies and so forth. But after that, the wheels would start falling off um, and um, I think it was seven years later, I um, had an accident. I ended up um, on morphine and other um, um, medication for um, a prolax back into this, and I needed more. It was that was my solution because I was half measuring, and uh, 
then, although I didn't pick up a drink, I believe that um, pill form, um, sun-dried, you know, it's all alcoholism as far as I'm concerned. It was taking something out of myself to put inside myself to feel better and uh, I ended up losing everything again and then um, I ended up going back to Mahu in 2020 and that's when I hit my true rock bottom and something happened. I was willing to go to any lengths and I started taking directions. How have you managed to stay sober and how have you managed the challenges with um, being in the fellowship and your difficulties? I didn't give up drinking. What I did was I started listening to some of the other members in the rooms and I started taking the actions and what happened was my life started unfolding. I, um, I got a sponsor and uh, I was on the sickness benefit stool from um, ACC and um, he told me one day, go get a job. And I didn't want to get a job, but that was. But I knew, I knew that. I made a promise to myself, whatever um, this person was going to say, I was going to do. So I went out there, and um, it's ironic because every time I used to ring my sponsor up, he used to say to me, how can I help? And for a long time, there'd be a lot of silence over the phone, but um, I clicked on fairly quick that I needed help, and... Um, when I was looking for a job, I seen a man standing out in the middle of, a, middle of a paddock. He was picking up some pipes, and I walked over to him and asked him if I could help him, and he says, yeah. And from that day on, I've been at that same job. So, you know, um, I was only doing four or five hours a day there at the beginning, and, you know, now I work, you know, 40 to 50 hours a week, and um, I've got the opportunity to help organise staff and sort the produce out and, you know, be a part of the planting team and so forth, which has uh, been a wonderful experience for me. And uh, so for me, it's about listening because the truth is I thought drinking was my solution and, um, you know, that's that's where it got me in life. You know, I, I'm, I don't make good decisions, so when I ask for help and... I get suggested what to do. I take those suggestions simply because I really have no idea how to live life on life's terms. Has service been important to you in your recovery? Yep. Yeah, very important. I've um, In service so far, I've um, been a GSR and I've also been a secretary of, a, um, of an AA meeting and also uh, the biggest secret to the success is standing outside of Mahu shaking people's hands and getting to know the wonderful people being a part of that group. So yeah, how would you describe yourself in your life today? Um, I have a very simple life, and I have a very grateful life. Um, I have a, I get up in the mornings, and I um, thank God I'm sober. I do some readings. Uh, I never seem to be able to maintain those uh, uh, maintain those readings, but um, something happens. I make my bed, I do the dishes, I make my lunch, I have a dog, I take him for a walk in the morning and I go to work and um, my boss is happy to see me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my life. How have our relationships with friends and family changed? Um, through through the eighth and ninth step, I've been able to reconnect again with my family. Um, I have a great relationship with my son. Um, um, the abusive relationship I've had for the last 15 years, I've restored that and, um, you know, um, we've reconnected again and we have a wonderful life together. Um, I, you know, the, the, the biggest relationship was with my high power, you know, it was on and off. I, um, I would 
I would have these big light bulb moments and it would burn off just as quick. But uh, over the last two and a half years, it's been slow and steady and it's just got better and better as time's gone by. So, yeah. Any goals for the future? Yeah. um, I just recently come back from a trip over uh, from America, which I didn't think I'd ever do. And um, in 2025, um, over in Canada, is a world... um, AA conference, so um, I've set a goal to go along to that. So, yeah. Nice. AA is described as a spiritual program, not a religious program. What does spirituality mean to you? Spirituality um, is, uh, is being honest with myself, um, something I've never been able to do. And what I've found um, this time is when I've got honest with myself and others in situations, people, places or things or whatever, there seems to be some sort of freedom which I've never known before. And when that freedom comes into my life, doors seem to open that um, no money or no manipulating or controlling or anything can open those doors but um, through that spiritual those principles that um, I've learned in AA. What would you suggest for any listeners who may have a drinking problem? Um yeah, try AA. It's for fun and for free, you know. Uh, do it for 30 days and, you know, if it doesn't work for you, go back to where you were. you got nothing to lose. What questions would you ask someone to help them decide whether they need help? Um, I think the first question is um, when you have a couple of drinks, do all your problems go away? That would be the first question I ask them. And... Uh, for me, I what I've experienced is those two, those first two beers. You know, that was the only way I could ever feel like a man. And if anyone's experiencing that, um, I found another way to feel like a man, and uh, it's it's far greater than I've ever, ever experienced. So, um, also that you know, if it's everyone else's fault, give me a ring. I'll come pick you up. <laughs> Okay, Ricky, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story with us. Uh, For our listeners, if you've related to anything that you've heard and would like some more information about Alcoholics Anonymous, you can look us up on the web at www.aa.org.nz or call us on 0800 AA Works. There are over 60 meetings a week in Canterbury, so it's likely there's one near you. Join us next week to hear from more AA members sharing their experiences Our show airs every Monday at 5.30pm on Plains FM and repeats on Wednesday at 12.30pm. You can also find podcasts of our past shows on the Plains FM website at plainsfm.org.nz or you can download, subscribe and listen to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. This brings us to the end of the show. Thank you for listening and remember, if you want to drink, that's your business. But if you want to stop, then we can help. You don't have to do it alone. We will now close the show with a serenity prayer as we do in every AA meeting. God, grant me serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. You've been listening to the Alcott's Anonymous radio show on Plains FM 96.9.